Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Thank you for being with us. And if you're just now joining us, thank you for joining us. And we are joined by Jason Aponte, writer for Niners Nation and co-host of the Sprint Right Option 49ers podcast. Jason, we're cool on Twitter. We follow each other, but I don't think we've ever interacted before in any real capacity. So I just want to say you're a great follow, by the way, and thank you for being on the show. 100%, man. And and thank you for having me. And as you know, as always, kind of respect the beam and, and respect Sacramento. Like, there's a lot of talk about like, you know, Sacramento and what's the Bay Area and everything. And it's just like, hey, man, I, I, you know, it's all good mm-hmm. um, on my side, especially being an outsider looking at. No, it. no, for sure. For sure. Gotta respect the beam. I learned that very quickly, <laughs> Jason. I learned that very quickly going from the Bay to Sacramento. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about a team that everybody can get down with out here in Northern California. And that's the San Francisco 49ers as they get ready to take on the Cardinals. They've struggled a little bit with mobile quarterbacks in the past and Kyler especially because I don't think Jalen Hurts is really a scrambler like that. But Kyler Murray definitely is. Do you think they'll struggle this time around or are they just rolling like never before? It's it's hard to it's hard to say because when you get into a game and you have Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave not being there, I, I don't think that's something that you can sit there and say is nothing. Um, does it mean that the 49ers are not better than the Cardinals? I don't think so. But logistically looking at this game, I watched the film last night of Kyler Murray. He doesn't seem to be the same person that he was. And and that's essentially coming off an injury, right? And when he is pressured, his, his completion percentage, as it does with many quarterbacks, right? Just plummets. It it, it plummets from about a 60% clip to about like 44%. So that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big drop, right? Yeah. So the 49ers, what they have to do is they have to make sure that they they keep the pocket contained. They had they can control the edges, all those things. But I don't know if Kyler is that same guy that had given the 49ers fits um, year after year um, facing him. So for me, it's just it's more about the 49ers playing contained, playing within themselves. They are the better team, and just just finding a way to keep him in the pocket and and making him beat them from the pocket with with his arm. Now that uh, after last week uh, with Dallas taking down the Eagles, the Niners kind of, you know, control their own dyna- destiny when it comes to the the number one seed in the uh, in the NFC. How important do you think uh, getting that one seed is for San Francisco, especially now considering that, you know, they went into Philly and, and took care of business? Like, uh, should they even really uh, be concerned about the one seed or do you still feel like that's that's something that you just want to have in your back pocket? It's paramount, I think, at this point. I think, again, the 49ers have always been that team that nobody ever wants to face, right? Like, you know, oh, nobody wants to see the 49ers. But you know what? Nobody wants to see the 49ers at Levi's. I don't understand why you wouldn't go after something that would absolutely put you at the forefront of the discussion with the NFC. When you look at the NFC, um, they've already beaten the Philadelphia Eagles and they've beaten the Dallas Cowboys handily, you know, by the way. They didn't just, like, beat them. And then you have the Detroit Lions where, you know, you kind of felt like, hey, man, they might be annoying, but – their schedule was was very easy early on, and then all of a sudden they lose to Green Bay, they lose to Chicago, and here we are, right? Like that's kind of what the, where the NFL is, but it's it's paramount for the 49ers to not travel, right? They the, the 49ers could have a chance at the end of this this year to finish their season at Levi's 
and not travel one more time away from the West Coast, I don't see how that's not paramount. Um, because the next time that you would have to travel would be Vegas, and that's uh, what uh, you know, you Cali boys tell me that's uh, what, uh, <laughs> I can a tell you, I just minute, did it. A 45 minute flight, no, there you yeah, go, an hour 10. Yeah, you could even drive yeah, there if yeah. you really wanted yeah. to. I've, yeah, I've, I've driven there and it hasn't been that long. It was, it was a nice little ride, yeah, yeah. so 100%. Talking to Jason Aponte, rider for Niners Nation and co host of the Sprint Right Option 49ers podcast, Jason. I'm going to ask a question, and you didn't think you were going to get out of here without talking Brock Purdy, and you have Cam Newton now. And honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, Jason. We haven't really talked about it that much on the show. I didn't think what Cam said was completely out of bounds compared to some other things we've heard where there's just straight-up disrespect of Brock Purdy because Cam talked about other quarterbacks and Cowboys fans were up in arms about Dak, and I feel like the Dolphins fans were the only ones that didn't have anything to complain about in terms of (laughs) Tua. What did you think about Cam's comments, and what do you think about Brock just in general and the perception of Brock as he is top two in MVP odds right now? Let me just say, um, I'm going to stand back right here real quick. Uh, That's a Cam Newton pop figure. See? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And, and I I believe that there has been a lot of out-of-bounds comments about Cam Newton's playing career. I agree. That I will not stand for. Yep. I will not. And you know, me being a, a staunch Cam Newton supporter, mm-hmm. he's one of the greatest college football players who has ever played the game. He took Auburn and won a national championship 15-1, and one, probably the most disrespected MVP outside of Lamar Jackson that I feel mm-hmm. has ever played this game in, in history in the same breath. He's absolutely wrong. And and the, the reason that I want to say this is yeah. because when you say game manager, game manager shouldn't have a negative connotation in any way. But the way that it was presented by Cam at that point is negative, right? Mm-hmm. I want to present this to, you know, you, Alan, and and, and Watkins. The, Alex Smith was a game manager. Right. And that's why the 49ers had to move on from him. And that's not a negative connotation. He was not going to lose you the game, but he wasn't going to win you the game. Brock Purdy right now is doing things – are do, is doing things right now as the quarterback that no one has seen since, and I'm going to, like, you know, make sure I get my hot takeoff, since Steve Young. Mm-hmm. And I loved Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I loved him. But no one is absolutely throwing the football down the field with this precision, with this absolute, act, like, handle on the offense. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan will tell you right away, no matter what he says and no matter what he thinks, this offense is the closest thing that he's ever had to Matt Ryan in Atlanta. By the way, Matt Ryan in Atlanta, when Kyle Shanahan was there, he won MVP. Yes, he did. And everything that Brock Purdy is leading in right now usually leads you to an MVP. Whether you agree that Brock Purdy is the MVP or not, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But to say that Brock Purdy is a game manager is absolutely wrong. It's absolutely false. And it makes no sense. And I would ask anyone who's looking at Cam Newton, and looking to him for their information, are you looking to be entertained? Are you looking to be informed? Because if you're looking to be informed and people who have actually watched the film and actually watched him play, would know, and there's no way you would be able to come up with that take. Love Cam. Love him as a player. I think he's one of the most disrespected players in the league. Absolutely disagree with him here. I don't think he has a leg to stand on with this argument. Jason, I'm just curious. We have a lot of fun with uh, Michael, or I'm sorry, David Lombardi's stats and things mm-hmm. that he likes to throw out with uh, with Brock Purdy. He's always got <laughs> he's always got something that's that's you huh. know some I've never a stat I've never heard before or something that's always in Brock Purdy's favor or in the 49ers' favor. I'm just curious in general. Do you have a favorite Brock Purdy stat that you feel like does highlight kind of what you're saying? 100. percent And by the way, you know, shout out to David Lombardi who's been 
nothing but nice to me and giving me great advice, uh, you know, yes. through my trip, especially being a, you know, a blogger on the outside looking in and not somebody who is like, you know, in, in the intertwinings with those things. Mm-hmm. No, for me, it's it's the yards per attempt, right? Like you look at that number and you look at it and you see that he is head and shoulders above everyone else at nine point something. I think that is what highlights not only one, that he is efficient. He's been getting the ball to the right people. Two, he's surrounded by playmakers. And three, Kyle Shanahan's scheme is absolutely unmatched. That's why everyone is trying to match that with, you know, you know, Mike McDaniel and, and uh, you know, Sean McVay, all these guys. The, the, every Like, we're going to get to a point where Kyle Shanahan's scheme is going to be the majority of the coaches' uh, schemes at this point. And for me, like, you're looking at a guy – who is doing things right now in this offense that is lifting it to a point that we've only seen one other person highlight, and that's Matt Ryan, and he won the MVP. So for me, the the yards per attempt is something. One other one that I think is great is the touchdown percentage because the touchdowns that they are getting now, you see Debo Samuel running these fly routes and the ball's like placed in his hands. That was never happening before, and that's, you know, no slight of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sorry. Like, I we, we have gone – week after week with other quarterbacks and gone through the film and said, that guy is streaking by himself wide open. Why isn't the ball getting thrown there? Not only is the ball getting thrown there, it's getting thrown in a spot where now the explosive plays are happening. Being 21st in the league in passing attempts, Mm -hmm. leading in yards per attempt and touchdown percentage, I think those are my favorite stats for Brock Purdy because it, it Brock Purdy's missed how many fourth quarters? Because the, the 49ers have been blowing people yeah. out, right? Like, like, like literally Sam Darnold's in there and playing football because the game's over. Imagine if Brock Purdy had to be in competitive games, what his numbers would look like. Talking to Jason Aponte, writer for Niners Nation and co-host of the Sprint Right Option 49ers podcast. One more question for you, Jason. I guess you say all this, right, and Niners fans all across the globe, and you've been the bridesmaid a couple times now with different coaches the bottom line is, doesn't it feel like this has to be the year? And if you don't get it done, doesn't it feel like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, from not just the team that the Niners have, but to around the NFL, this is the most broken I think we've seen the other teams. The Chiefs don't know what's going on. I'm not a believer in the Eagles. We're not going to waste our breath about the Cowboys. Doesn't it feel like it has to be, if it's not this year, when is it going to happen, Jason? Alan, I literally wrote an article on Wednesday mm-hmm. about this, and we took a survey with uh, 49ers fans, and the question was, would this season be a disappointment without a Super Bowl? I was shocked to see that the number was only 89%. Mm. Because I wrote I wrote a convincing article yeah. about the same things you talked about, Alan. You've been there. You know how to get there. Now is your time. You are clearly head and shoulders above everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing that's in your way right now is health. It's not a team. It's not someone that's the, the big boogeyman. You're the boogeyman now. Yeah. You are the boogeyman. No one wants to play the 49ers. It doesn't matter where it is. And and to, you know, to the point of, you know, what will they be the number one seed? It doesn't matter. Go to Philly, go to Dallas, play the game on Mars. <laughs> I t- I'll take the 49ers every single time. Yeah. I will take the I will take it every single time. This absolutely has to be the season. 
right? There's nothing right now that is impeding you from it. There's no uh, AFC boogeyman because that AFC is right now just looking like whatever. And by the way, about Brock Purdy needing receivers, mm-hmm. poor Patrick Mahomes. Oh, God, he needs a wide receiver, right? Yeah. So funny how all this stuff is just thrown out the window when it comes to all this stuff. Yeah. Poor Patrick Mahomes. Poor, uh, you know, this guy and that guy. Oh, they need poor Justin Herbert. You know, by the way, Justin Herbert, you know, impeded his case basically last night with, with yes. the way they played. But I just find it funny about like the way that everyone looks at Brock Purdy and they say, well, he's got this playmakers. He's got this guy. He's got that guy. Now we're crying for Patrick Mahomes. Are we serious right now? Like with this argument, it's terrible right now. It has to be the 49er season. This is it. It's right in front of you. Not only are you in the driver's seat for home field, this is absolutely your season right now, and you have to do it because no one's in your way in the NFC. No one cares about Dallas. Dallas is doing exactly what they normally do, beating up on teams that they should beat up. That includes the Philadelphia Eagles. Ha, ha, ha. And then, you know, every everyone else in the AFC just looks like they're, they're normal. So, yeah. for me, yes, it absolutely has to be the San Francisco 49ers this season. Jason, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Where are you located, Jason? I'm actually a Jersey boy. You're um, in Jersey? So that, that, what? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's funny about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick quick story about how I became involved with the San Francisco 49ers. My father is a proud Indiana Hoosier, mm-hmm. and he went when there was a number three skinny guy who played for Notre Dame. He said he went to one Notre Dame game, and number three was inserted at halftime, and all of a sudden Notre Dame won, and he said, that guy, wherever he goes, I am going to follow that guy. The rest is history. Wow. 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 Well, Jason, it doesn't matter where you're located because you always come with the heat. If you don't follow Jason on social media, on Twitter like I do, you are missing out because Jason has all that information. That awesome. Jason Aponte, writer for Niners Nation and co-host of the Sprint Right Option 49ers podcast. Jason, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and hopefully we get another Niners win. Bang, bang, Niner gang. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, absolutely. I, I think the Niners went out. Uh, that's my, my hot take also, by the way. Uh, there you go. Tomorrow on Christmas. Thank you, Jason. Ooh. All the hot takes. There you go. Thank you to Jason Aponte, writer for Niners Nation and co-host of the Sprint Right Option 49ers podcast. When we get back, we're going to talk about those Cam Newton statements. And he didn't just come at Brock Purdy no. and quarterbacks. He is calling out executive producers of national media we will get into all of that when we get back and we will go over our dog segment and have our dogs for the kings heading into tomorrow's game against the jazz styles and watkins sacktown sports styles and watkins sacktown sports taking up to 2 p.m 45 more minutes with you thank you again to jason aponte writer for niners nation and co-host of the Sprint Right Option 49ers podcast. Follow him on Twitter. Like we said, I'm not calling it X. I'm just not. No, never. Never should. No one has a problem with that, right? Does anyone have a problem with that? My thing is, it's still Twitter.com. It's I don't not think anymore. I don't, I don't think know how to say a tweet otherwise. It's I'm tweeting. I am I'm on Twitter.com <laughs> right now. It is Twitter.com oh, yeah, slash right. home. You're right. So <laughs> as long as the domain is still Twitter, I'm calling it Twitter. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, and thank you again to Jason. Before. Definitely don't go to x.com. That no, feels like not, you're going to get Definitely not on a work computer. You, you don't, definitely you're yeah, get don't, with that one. don't do that. Shout out to Jason Aponte. Yeah, I think the Niners will take care of business. I, I think yeah. that Kyler might have a moment here or there where the, very similar to last game. Yeah. And, and I don't even, I think you won't even be as nervous as last game. Yeah, I feel like I, I could maybe see this at worst for the Niners being like that Rams game earlier in the season where, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. You know, Kyler, I mean, Kyler's able to to string some big plays together for sure. I mean, undoubtedly, 
in, in my opinion. I mean, I, I have Kyler on a couple of my fantasy teams. All right. You know, so I, I mean, I just more mean like mm-hmm. they've been able to move the ball down the field. And we even saw when the Niners played uh, the Josh Dobbs led uh, Cardinals Josh team. Dobbs. That, that Josh yeah. Dobbs. That Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, like three Josh yeah. Dobbses ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He was able to move the, like it wasn't great. He wasn't Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow yeah. out there, but he was able to move the ball, uh, you know, pretty, pretty. I wouldn't say easily, but you know, throwing. I mean, the, the Niners have had their issues with with pass defense earlier in the year. Just I don't know. Like you said, I mean, the Niners have also struggled against uh, against mobile QBs. You saw Dorian Thompson Robinson also was able to mm-hmm. again just move the ball. We're not saying they're they're you know having explosive plays left and right, but just. Keeping the ball moving sometimes is 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 all you need. But with the way the Niners are playing now, I mean, there's no reason why the Cardinals, who what do they have two wins this season, three wins this yeah, season? There's I, there's no reason. And I yeah, we don't even know where Kyler's going to be next season. Right. That's another huge contract spread is twelve and a half for Oof. the Niners. Which I'm, I'm gonna tell you what, man, I don't want to jinx the Niners, but I'm that feels that still feels safe. It feels safe to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. They have been destroying teams. Destroying teams, right. And the only thing that would give you pause is maybe it's it's a little bit of a trap game where, you know, you just played the Eagles and now uh, – and then you played the Cardinals and then the following week you play the Ravens. So maybe there's a little bit of a look ahead. And, yeah. you know, it is a division Christmas opponent game, as yeah. well. You never – I mean, ask the Lions about how, you know, you think you have a division opponent wrapped up and, well, you know, the Chicago Bears were able to take them down last the week. The Niners I'm not, are not I, the Lions. No, they're not, but I'm just saying it's a cautionary tale of look out. I mean, I, I just think that it's not it's not it's no it's, you know, any given Sunday. At worst they, they like don't cover, say. is what I'm saying. At worst you you should stay away, but I don't I Chris. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just I I'm not gonna say any definites are in this. In, in your this Niners crew yeah. sweater. This is it was a casual Friday. I don't you know. Okay. And I knew we were gonna, you know, eat raisin canes today, so I was like, you know, let me get a sweatshirt that I'm just okay getting messy. That was that was a shot. That was that was an unnecessary shot. Shout out Raising Kings. Shout out Raising Kings. There you go. There you go. All right. I want to talk about this cam thing. And I didn't I didn't cut it because Damn. it's nine minutes, yeah. right? And so I'm gonna do my best. If you have if you haven't heard what Cam Newton said, he went on and what Jason Aponte, what we asked him a question about it. Basically, Cam was on his fourth and one podcast, and he said that Tua, Dak Prescott. Brock Purdy, Brack. Brock Purdy, as Cam said, that was just those three, right? Yes. And he said that they were game managers, not game changers. So, I, I like I said, I don't think the Dolphins fans had anything to do with this, but you just ticked off two fan bases. Major and I don't bases. even know which one is more egregious. Both fan bases, if you want to flip it on them, you, you ask the Niner fans versus the Cowboys fans. Right. Which one's more, more egregious, insulted. right? Who's, who, who, who did Cam insult more? Right. I think they both have an argument for why they should feel more insulted. And basically he just said when, you know, they're not game changers. They keep everything going. They have good playmakers around them. They are just meant to not mess it up. Don't throw picks, which is funny that Cam said that because Dak Prescott throws a ton of picks, yes. right? So that's what Cam originally said. He got cooked, he okay? He got destroyed by Niners fans, by Cowboys fans, by national media. Now, that is where this thing takes a little bit of a turn. Now, enter Cam's video part two. So, Cam's video part two that I watched this morning, it's nine minutes. He posted it 
on his social media accounts. I didn't feel like asking Simone on a casual Friday to cut through <laughs> yeah. all the different nooks and crannies. So I will continue to explain this thing out for you. Basically, he says that a game manager is is be is not pulling it right is a trailer on a truck yeah. and a game changer is pull it is the, is truck, the truck is the truck he yeah. also says that when execs and which is i think fair when execs and front office and coaches are looking in the draft they're not looking for the guys that he named right the the Brock Purdy's, the Dax, the Tua's, they're looking for game changers. Now, he also said Jared Goff, and Jared Goff went number one overall. So maybe it's a situation where it's, well, this is just the best. I, we'd have to look back at that draft, but this is the best that we can get for a quarterback. And deep down, maybe they knew he's probably not going to be a game changer. I want to first go over and reiterate what Jason Aponte said yeah. when he when That's we asked bar. him about this. He gave this. us a bar. Yes. That is a quote and a half. Yes. Now, and Jason had the the bobblehead in the back of Cam <laughs> Newton, big Cam Newton guy. He said Cam was wrong. But I just want to stick there because all of these people, right, trying to tear down Cam Newton's career because they didn't like what Cam said, that's corny to me. Mm -hmm. That's corny yeah. to me because when a player that you do like, Richard Sherman, who, by the way, me and Chris finally figured out why Richard Sherman rides so hard for the Niners. We, we can still have him on the show. I'm still calling him, waiting for him to call me back. But we found out that it's because he's salty at the Seahawks for cutting him when he tore his Achilles. That's mm. what it was. It came out. I believe it came out yesterday when Marshawn was messing with them, and Marshawn was literally Marshawn literally said, "Dude, who did you win a Super Bowl with?" <laughs> and 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 Richard Sherman said, "Well, who cut me when I tore my Achilles?" So that's why he rides for the Niners so much, and I also think it's because the Seahawks aren't very good right now, and he doesn't like Russell Wilson, and he doesn't like Russell or Wilson, uh, on and on and on. So when Richard Sherman speaks, he played the game right. His word is law, yeah. right? If you're a Niner fan, because he's saying what you want to hear, right? When Cam Newton speaks who played quarterback yeah. and went to a Super Bowl and won an MVP, says something that you don't like, all of a sudden it's... His credentials why, come into well, question. He got, well, right. he, got, he, he got pushed out by Mac Jones, and he never did this, and he never did that, and I just think it's corny to me. It's super corny, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Why can't you just say I disagree with Cam? Yeah, because that's the thing. Is These like, are people that didn't even play in the league. Exactly. You didn't even play after high school. Yeah, you'll listen to, you know, I listen to Zach Lowe, but, like, Zach Lowe ain't never right. hit a layup in his life, you know? And, yeah. like, it's – I don't – I just listen to – if it's either – it comes down to, I think – again, I think Jason said it perfectly. Are you looking to be entertained? Or are you looking for information? But I, I think – Cam, I, I yeah, I, I don't understand why his credentials matter. Like, I mean, Dan Orlovsky is like ESPN's top guy, and again, he's a guy who's like ran out the back of the end zone, and yet people will take his his opinion as gold. I, I don't if, know if you agree with it. If you agree with it, and I think it's just everybody's. You know, every opinion is is equal. It's just a matter of how much you feel like like. They've done the research. Mm -hmm. That really is what it should come down to. It shouldn't yeah. matter if Cam Newton threw 100 touchdowns or if he threw 100 picks. Sure. It's just, that is a good do point. you feel like Cam Newton knows football? Does he watch football? Does he study the game currently? Do his Does his opinion have any standing? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that. You have to form your own opinion yeah. on what you think his credentials are in terms of his actual knowledge. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's to me what it comes down to with everybody, not just Cam Newton, not just ex-players, not just but, talking yeah. heads. To me, it's you've got to make your own decision on how you feel like that person has properly educated themselves on what they're talking about and form your opinion. But people don't that. care about no, that. Yeah. And they care about are you saying what I want to hear? Yeah, totally. Right? And then – and we have – we got to get to a break, and we got the dog segment coming up next. And it's a Friday dog segment, so we want some calls. Give us your dogs. Who is going to ball out against the Utah Jazz and their fire sale selves? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Got you for 30 more minutes. It's been quite the show, quite the show from the Kings. To the trade machine. We didn't even technically bring out the trade machine. No. We we just talked about names that have been brought up. Jake Fisher's Yahoo Sports article. Go check it out. Bringing up the fact that Keegan Murray. Keegan. Murray. There it is. And by the no, way, Chris, Simone. Well, that's what I want to yeah. do. We knew Simone was going to do it. I didn't okay. want to do it. I'm you know just what? I was predictable not now, huh? I was not going to fill that. It would have been silent if Simone didn't slide in. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to throw That's like a, a trust fall. I was not going to throw a Murray when you're talking about him being traded. Like, oh, yeah, no, Keegan, no. Keegan Murray's That's getting no. thrown no, into no, trade no, talks. No, no, no. Keegan no. Murray. No, I'm sorry. I'm not, not going to no, no. participate in no, that, No, the context. Come on. Look, don't try to earn your way back after Look. you said Malik can't start on this team. <laughs> don't try to Don't try that. to earn your way back. So we'll cut that. You know the truth. You know the truth. You know the truth. As we take you up to two p.m., Chris didn't say that. He said that he wouldn't. Not that he couldn't. Okay. I got love for the boy. I, I don't even know what I said anymore. The monkey yard dog, and maybe yeah. he'll be somebody's dog. Come on. In the dog segment, real quick to tie a bow on the Cam Newton <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he. I, I want to know your thoughts as somebody, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, and Simone as well. The landscape is so interesting now. There's always been athletes who turn into media members right do you think that there is some and this is draymond green the hashtag new media thing right right? which is the only reason it's bigger now is because everybody's got a microphone right whether you played or not so athletes are thinking well if anybody could talk about this i can't and cam in that video he cut people from ESPN and from Fox roasting Cam Mm -hmm. about, you know what I mean, his ability to talk about it. And Cam said, if anybody, you can disagree with me. Right. But if any, to to make it seem like I can't talk about it when you guys who have never stepped on the field can talk about it because you went to journalism school, I I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. And I'm not going to stop. And it, it was giving me flashbacks to the Draymond Green thing what is just your take on the current landscape? Yeah. And do you think there is a little bit of a push and pull between people like us and athletes? Because yeah. I think, as we say, there's enough food on the table for everybody to eat. Yeah. And I think that it really – the new media thing, Draymond Green saying that, Draymond, that's because you're good at what you do. Yeah. J.J. Redick is good at what he does. Yeah. You're not the first athlete to try to make media and be a right. podcast, right? It's just some guys stink. Just because they play doesn't mean that they're entertaining. Right. So the whole new media thing isn't actually new. It's just a matter of right. are you entertaining or not? So I think whether you played or not, you might have more credibility to some people. Yeah, that's the but thing. 
does it actually make you good at your job? Like or entertaining. At, yeah, or, or entertaining. Or entertaining, because that's what people want because right. of the oversaturation. Yeah. So I'm curious your thoughts on kind of the landscape yeah. that we are definitely in right now. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like I said uh, with, with Cam last segment, I think that it just comes down to how much research do you do mm-hmm. and, like, how trusted can you be as, as an opinionated source? Like, nobody has the answers to – is a def- give me a definitive Brock Purdy is good or not? No one's going to be able to have those answers, but it's just do you have the credentials that say that you are qualified and that can be playing, that can just be someone like Mina Kimes who just watches a ton of football and knows a ton about football? I think it definitely helps to play, it, yeah. it gives you a level of insight that we just frankly can't give. But that, that's not the end-all, be-all. You yeah. can't just rely. And we all know there's a couple people out there in media, whether it be, you know, you could say Kendrick Perkins is a yeah. guy like that, or there's, you know, maybe some some more, you know, local flair guys who are, you know, just there because they, they played in the past or something. There's always going to be those. But I believe that, you know, there's for every Kendrick Perkins out there, I, I think that there's also, you know, people who, who didn't work or, or didn't play a sport that can also give analysis that's yeah. to the level of somebody who played like, you know, Doris Burke or even locally like Morgan Reagan. Like I think Morgan, I was yeah. telling Morgan yesterday, she's fantastic as an analyst mm-hmm. uh, during the, the pre and, and halftime and, and post game show. I don't think that you have to play in order to give some sort of deep analysis. I just think you have to truly care about the, the game or the subject you're talking about and have knowledge. And I, I really don't think that there is a line that's that says you know if you played your opinion no matter what is is more value than than somebody who didn't play well we just don't know if they're doing the homework exactly right if 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 we were to show cam all of the stats that brock is leading in right would he say oh yeah i already knew that or would he say actually i didn't i didn't know my guess my my guess is that cam is going based off eye tests and i think that guys that played or and people that played can afford to to some degree but that's why i think that most of these shows have both exactly. they have somebody like that Smith went to school and you got Shannon Sharp right. you got, I got Richard Sherman the, you exactly. got Skip Bayless Skip Bayless and i got all the stats here and this is my take on it and then you have the well i played and my eyes tell us this or that Simone what was your thoughts and then we'll get to Steven here who i believe wants to be a part of our dog segment yes he does and i think Chris said it really eloquently. I'll just really touch on this. You know, I think that it's subjective and there's so many different people that can bring so many different uh, perspectives to the table. And I think that we all have to remember that. That's big too, because sometimes it's not even necessarily about everybody having the right information. Simone's right. Like sometimes it is just about perspective. Like sometimes it might not even be, you know, the most educated past football player or something. But as long as you have a perspective, it's worth listening to. So, I mean, yeah, to Simone's point, honestly, everybody's worthy of, of having an opinion and thought on it. It's more just, again, how much credibility are you going to give to it? And that's that's up to every individual to decide for themselves. Yeah, if you don't like it and I get it's it. It's just everybody's it's, cup it's, of tea. It's, it's fun, you know? but the whole idea of Cam Newton's bitter or whatever, and I know that nah. there was a while where – Oh, Cam Newton wanted to hang around and and stay apart. Look, he we, if you look up his highlights, you can t- I mean that shoulder is messed up. He put his yeah. body on the line, and this idea that he's bitter or whatever. I remember him beating Dak Prescott. So if anything, he wouldn't be bitter at right. Dak because yeah. he was he was 
handling Dak and just just for whatever it's worth, Cam Newton, as far as being bitter and on his couch, as a lot of Niners and Cowboys fans said, well, his net worth is $75 million, so mm-hmm. it's probably an expensive couch. 916-339-1140 to start our dog segment. We are going to start with Steven. Steven, what you got for us? Who's your dog tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz? Ooh, uh, I get to start this off? Man, you guys are way too kind to me. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, man. Okay, dog segment. Let's go. Who's the dog for tonight? Keegan Murray. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I'm, I'm go- Thank you. And I get the DMX? That's yes. what I'm talking about, baby. That's the best right there. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Legend Simone. Um, like, yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think Keegan Murray's going to gonna have himself a mighty fine night tonight. So, can I can I fit in a Niner question real quick, just real quick? Is that okay? You got about six seconds. <laughs> sure. Six seconds. Tell me the difference between a game manager and someone who's not. Isn't the quarterback the most important position in all of sports? Aren't they? Isn't it their job to manage the game? I hear you. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Stephen. And th- that's the, there is no right answer. That's right. the problem. That's why these conversations are never going to stop. I'll go next. I don't even want to do the dog segment. Because I've been ice, ice, baby. <laughs> I've, been, I've been putting a hex on the players, and I really don't want to do it. But See, this is we also had Keegan yesterday. We had I mean, Keegan. wasn't super dog-like activity, but this is the terrible. dog segment that is not sponsored yet. But if you yeah. or your business wants to sponsor the dog yes. segment, please get in contact with us, Scott right. Marsh, or call in 916-339-1140, and Simone will get you where you need to go. Fine, I'll go with. I'm not, Fine. I'm not going go with Kevin with. Herter. Mm. I'm not going with Kevin Herter. I'm go- you know what? It's been a, it's been a while. Are we going to get him back in the triple-double category? Oh, That's what okay. I'm talking about. I'm going with Gonzaga's finest. All it's a right. <laughs> I'm looking to troll here. And, I mean, if we're playing the Utah Jazz again, there's really only one way. Are you going to say go. mine, too? I don't know because go there's ahead. only one way to go for me. Utah Jazz, we've we've seen this movie before. It's Harrison Barnes time, y'all. Yeah, come yeah, on, so true. Come on, that's true. Come on, that's we're true. double adopting a Let's dog because that's my dog <laughs> today down. too. Some owner co- double co-parenting. Down. Ian on the, the double sack leash. Track. Ian on the sack check has Harrison Barnes as well. Let's Same do with it. Amid Rock. Come on, wow. y'all. Okay, Manny too legit. Going for Keegan as well. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we will have crosstalk with Whitey Gleason. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 15 more minutes. I know those guys. Taking you up to 2 p.m. And Whitey Gleason is here, and he is in rare form. (laughs) He is. He really is. Let me tell you, he is in rare form today. Not going to want to miss the show. Get you ready for the Drive Guys with Jay. And Whitey, That's Kyle right. Draper, still yeah. trying to get Recovering over whatever yeah. is And he did the game last around. night, so yeah. yeah, he did the play-by-play, so yeah. Powering through. Uh-huh. Powering through as we take you up to 2 p.m. Whitey, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you a question. You seem oh. like you have something on your mind. Um. Well, let me just say <laughs> that I was listening to you uh, talking about this Giants and San Francisco mm-hmm. thing. You know, I think there's one thing that we're all overlooking, and we talked about it yesterday, and I think Jay and I talked about it a couple days ago. Um, you know, and there's political ramifications, and it gets a little ugly, and there's people with an agenda. But that ballpark, as beautiful as it is, it's cold there. It's very cold. And it will, you know, if you're a hitter like you, uh, you know, it, you're gonna, your numbers are going to go down. Yes. Why do I want to 
I'll get a big fat contract, which mm-hmm. I could get somewhere else. Then go in there and, you know, hit like 22 homers and have to explain, well, I'm hitting the ball well, but, you know, this park, blah, blah. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Right. Insightful. On top on yeah. top of the dimensions being what they are, right. it's also cold. I think it's yeah. a great point. I, I, I literally used to sit there and think those 7 o'clock games, right? And look. I'm I'm technically still waiting for a call from the Giants. They know I'm rehabbing, right, my Achilles. But right. I could still get that call. But I, honestly, I'd say, I, I, of course, I would love to play for the Giants. But it's actually cold. Like it, it is cold. I'm looking at them in the outfield thinking they're probably pretty darn cold right now. Did you go to the stick much? I mean, it's a lot better than that. Yeah. But still, it's still cold. And, yeah. and, you know, that's okay. That's You can deal with that. But also, that park is not a good hitter's park. Because if you look at the other teams in the NL West Giants by far have the worst hitting situation because even though it gets cold in Colorado that place is a bam box everything flies out of there shout out to Todd Helton right so you have them the Diamondbacks it's warm and then you have obviously the Dodgers and the Dodgers it's warm too the Giants are have the worst situation you could say top 10 worst hitting situation in baseball that we could look that up, and I don't know what it is, but obviously you can look up, you know, the park mm-hmm. uh, factor and yeah. all that. But it's, I think it's documented, and there, you know, there's nothing to do about that. It's like, oh well, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. park, um, but it's just not a free agent magnet when you've got places like L.A. and San Diego right down the oh, road. San Diego too, yeah, San Diego, and it's a party in San Diego. I'd love to, that. Would be my place. I, that I would go San Diego. That's, that's personally where I would go. You could go anywhere. Everything else being equal, you're a Padre. I think so. In the NL West? That sounds like anywhere. A great, it sounds like anywhere. a great lifestyle. I mean, like yeah. you get all the L.A. perks yeah. without the pressure and still a beautiful ballpark and mm-hmm. nice little fan base. You know, I thought about this as well when we were talking about Aaron Judge. And baseball is a little bit different because a lot of times everybody is a little bit older by the time you're getting into that real money. It's not the same as the NBA. But we could take this to the NBA too. As far as if you are a 20 five to 30 year old young whippersnapper who just got paid right what about san francisco is incredibly appealing um it's a good question i think i think one of the one of the things that brought durant to the bay and obviously he was probably going to go there anyway but you know a lot of business opportunities right that's the one yeah that's the one but well it is beautiful too and i mean it's Sure, but you, right. whatever you want, it's close by. If it's not there, it's close by. No, that's true too. Surrounded by other rich people. But as well. you know, these 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 young kids these days, I'm telling you, Whitey, <laughs> you know, the the bay doesn't have a crazy nightclub scene sure. or you. anything like that. Or yeah. oh, we're going out, Simone, don't look at me like that. I'm just saying, if I'm a young whippersnapper, I don't see the bay as more of a destination than some of these other places. Right. Unless I mean, I'm looking forward and, you know, you're Harrison Barnes and you're an accountant and you're looking for your future businesses. Right. And you got to wear a suit. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, you know, it's more of a family-oriented place. And, yeah, I mean, if you're a 25 or 26-year-old single guy, maybe San Francisco doesn't, you know, it's not not number one on your list. But, you know, there's how many places really would would bring those kind of things. I mean, you're really talking like Miami, That's a good New York. Argument. Yeah. Maybe Chicago, Atlanta. But, I mean, there, there's other options out there for sure. I mean, the Giants are, are – San Francisco is not number one on that list. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're probably number I'd rather 10, be – if I'm a young whippersnapper – You keep saying that. 
I'd rather you be really in... don't sound like a young <laughs> I know. You whippersnapper. Say that word, it doesn't. If I was a young whippersnapper, that sound better. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'd rather way be better. in San Diego than San Francisco. I think so too. Just Probably. based on life, by the beach, a warm beach. Yeah. Who wants to go to that cold beach in San Francisco? Sea World. No sea pressure. World. I continue. No pressure. Lego Land. Is, is the best just part about it. Road. I. Isn't that Anaheim? No, it's no, in it's, Carlsbad. Yeah. yeah. Like Jay was just there. Yeah. I've never been there. You never been to Legoland. I've never been to Legoland. <laughs> Why do you sound surprised? <laughs> Why do you glee? You never been to Legoland, Mr. Lego? No. Miles Turner yourself. Hey, thank you. Come been on. to San Diego Zoo many times. Okay. Legoland, not gonna happen. All right. A little bit of beam talk here before we let you. What about Magic Mountain, real quick? What about it? I give up. <laughs> Would you go? We're all part of the same miracle. Would I've you been go? By there. I don't think I've ever actually. No, I, I don't know. Been to Knott's Berry Farm. Never done the Magic Mountain thing. Okay. Magic Mountain is always like, when I see it's like, yeah, that's great. I got to get going down yeah. to L.A. <laughs> or San Diego. Line, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to stop yeah. here. Have fun. I'm going to. We're going to Magic Landmark. Mountain. We're doing, yeah. we're doing a team trip to Magic Mountain. Speaking of teams and speaking of the beam team, who's your dog tomorrow night, Wiley? Who's my dog? Who's your dog? Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone pick my guy, Keon? No. Has he been picked yet? You know, funny enough, Nate picked Keon yesterday. Yes, for yesterday's Nate game. Nate did and nailed it. Nailed it. Wow. Do you remember, Chris, when we were doing our predictions, I had a Keon Ellis prediction? Yes, Chris Verlaad told me about it this morning. Oh, because I had to ask him what exactly it was, and yes. I thought it was how many games he's going to play. Right. He'll and crack was, the rotation. Yeah, and it was, he'll play more. I was like, well, okay, that's pretty good. I mean. Yeah, I remember giving you flack for when you said it. I was like, Whitey, can you like, can you give me a number? Can you give me a benchmark? You're like, no, I don't have to. He's so, going to play more. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, wrong. to be fair, we were getting to I, the I point where I think that was around the time I said Harrison and Vizenkov were going to be best friends That's and right. yeah. and uh, oh, he would be nicknamed the ambassador. That. So, yeah, you know, we, we both we both took swings and uh, a couple misses. A couple, you know, just a couple misses, you know? Just a, a double, not a home yeah. run. Just yeah. like, just we're like the Allen yeah. Styles. I mean, That's right. That's right. You know? And Whitey is probably, yeah. as soon as I get out of here, Whitey is looking up pictures of me at playing baseball and sending them to Chris during the show. Literally during try, the second. Trying to, you you know, get, uh, I'll give it to Simone. Maybe we can get it on the website. Yeah, no, don't so put it on good. the website. All right, gotta, gotta go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Styles and Watkins up next to Drive Guys, Whitey Gleason and Jay in for Kyle Draper. Thank you to Simone. Everybody have a good weekend. Happy Friday. And until Monday, secure the bag, light the beam.